This is the Horse Radio Network. Well, good morning, Horse World. It's Friday, April the 17th, and uh, we are still here, although we're not live today, but we will be back live on Monday. I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. This is Glenn the Geek, host of the Horses in the Morning show. Uh, Jamie, Jen, and I had a little bit of time this week to... uh, to get caught up with life and to take a little break from all of the coverage that we've been doing here. But we'll be back on Monday live. I'll also be continuing coverage of the coronavirus as it appears or as it applies to the horse world. I'll be cutting back to three days a week for that for now on the Facebook lives at fives, so Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday at Facebook Live at 5 on our Horses in the Morning Facebook page. I have a lawyer coming on to talk to us about wills and how to prepare, what to do with your horses, how to prepare for the care of your animals, that kind of thing. So he's definitely going to talk to us about wills as it applies to horse people. And that'll be coming up on Monday's Facebook Live at 5. And, of course, we'll be here with a whole bunch of live shows for you at Horses in the Morning next week. Uh, And uh, you asked for more on the origin stories of us. I know our auditors were asking for that. Well, I dug back into the archives, and we're going back into June of 2014 for an episode we did called Getting to Know the Hosts, where we talked about our non-horsey sides. Uh, Jamie, Jen, and I were on this one, so I think it was a lot of fun, all the way back in 2014. That's when we had crappy sound when we were on Blog Talk Radio, but for some reason this episode doesn't have crappy sound, so I think we must have recorded it off of Blog Talk uh, separately and put it out. So I think you'll get to know a little bit about what we do for fun, and uh, it was just an entertaining episode. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, So I hope you enjoy this look back at a simpler time right after this word from Kentucky Performance Products. Each week you carefully plan out your horse's training schedule. You work with your trainer to fine tune his flat work. You school through grids to perfect his jump and set up multiple courses to educate your eye. You enjoy long hacks to keep his mind fresh and body strong. Show day arrives. You take a deep breath as you enter the ring We've got this, you whisper so only he can hear you. You move as one, sailing over each element in perfect harmony. The feeling you get when it all clicks. It's why we do what we do. This feeling is brought to you by Joint Armor. Joint Armor's complete formula provides your horse with the nutrients necessary to support healthy joints throughout his lifetime. Joint Armor maintains fluid motion and flexibility in hardworking joints. It supports normal cartilage development and reduces joint deterioration. Joint Armor provides high levels of both glucosamine and chondroitin, plus 100 milligrams of hyaluronic acid. Best of all, Joint Armor is affordable. One small jar lasts up to 75 days. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, we have something a little bit different for you today, as we've been promoting all over the last couple of weeks. It was Philip's idea from the Dressage Radio Show. 
to do a getting to know the hosts segment on every one of our shows where we do an inside the actor studio type of interview with each one of the hosts. Only this time, we're not asking horsey questions. We're trying to find out about the other half of their lives and things that you didn't know about the hosts. And I actually conducted most of the interviews and I found out things I didn't know about the hosts. So we are going to present to Jennifer, Jamie, and I today. So you'll get to hear all three of us do our interviews. I interviewed Jamie, Jamie interviewed Jennifer, and Helena from the Stable Scoop Radio Show interviewed me. So kind of a special treat for you. It was a lot of fun. We learned stuff about each other, and I'm sure that the regular listeners will especially like learning a little bit more about the other side of our lives here at uh, Horses in the Morning. We want to thank Back on Track Products for being the title sponsor today. We're going to hear from them, and then... On to the first interview is going to be with Jamie, then Jennifer, and then myself. If you've heard of my interview over on one of the other shows, then you can skip the last uh, half of the sh- the last third of the show. Uh, but you'll want to listen to the other two. I haven't even heard Jane- Jennifer's yet, so I'm, I can't wait to hear that myself. Well, I am here with Jamie doing our Getting to Know the Hosts month here in the month of June on the Horse Radio Network. And Jamie, it's your turn. And you know, oh my I, gosh, I feel like I know you so well because we've done the show together for. 900 episodes, but yet I have learned something about every one of the hosts, and I've known Helena for 12 years. So it's going to be fun to find out. I don't know. I I talk so much uh, about myself that I really don't think I'm going to surprise you at all. I'm a pretty good interviewer, though, so we'll find out. Oh, we'll find out then. (laughs) All right, here we go. So these questions are in no particular order. They're very random. And uh, at the end of the interview, we will do the the, uh, 10 questions that James Lipton asks inside the actor studio of everybody. So the rapid fire questions. the, The thing that, full disclosure here. I was too nervous to do this. And I, I said no, because I, I'm not good at like pop questions like this. So Glenn did send me a list ahead of time so I could think about the answers. And what's really sad is that even with time to think about the answers, these are the things that I'm, my answers are bad. <laughs> I well, mean, it's and, bad. And now what I haven't told any of the hosts before we started is I asked none of the questions that are actually on the list I sent you. No way. <laughs> That's not funny. I'm a nervous wreck. So do you remember your first date? Who was it and where was it? And I mean, the first official date. We all did the group thing, you know, but uh, I meant yeah. like pick you up and go somewhere. Yeah. You know what? I, I have poured over this question and I cannot remember me. I cannot remember for the life of me who my first date was and where we went. I can't, I mean, I can't remember who it was. Of course I can't remember where it was. I don't even know how old I was. I don't even remember where I was living. I have no clue about the answer to that question at all. Now, were your parents real strict about not dating till a certain age or anything? Uh, My father said that I was not allowed to date until I was 37. So I'm a little ahead of schedule. I can see him saying that too. I'm 36. So, and I've got a kid. So I did jump the gun a little bit, but no, he was like a total a hole about everything. Oh, yeah. That's probably because it probably I blocked it out because he was such a jerk about it. Like, I remember that. If 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 there was a guy that were to show up at my house and honk the horn, I was not allowed to go outside. They had to come to the door and get me, and I was not allowed to get in that car unless they opened the door for me. Did he Which, have a, a ritual or a test he put him through before? Uh... You know, I, I, that's all I can remember, Glenn. My, you know, my my life as a teenager was pretty. Uh, 
it was pretty bad, hectic at that point in my life, I, I should say, um, between Terrence divorcing and all this. It's probably why I blocked everything out. I blocked everything out. So, <laughs> Okay, so let's, uh, let's move on then. What was your first job? My first job. Oh, gosh, this is embarrassing. I was a... <laughs> okay, I know you weren't a stripper, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> No, it's worse. I was a delivery driver for the Philly Connection. I was a delivery driver of cheesesteaks. I drove around <laughs> and delivered cheesesteaks <laughs> as a vegetarian to college students in Decatur. Uh, yeah, the, it, what a horrible job. I, you know what? I still tip delivery drivers excessively because I, I did it, and it's awful. Please. Tip your pizza guy heavily. Oh, it's you must a terrible have come job. across some weird situations as a delivery. I always wonder what kind of weird situations they walk oh, into. Dude, that you you never know what's behind that door. I it's funny. I block out my first date, but I can remember almost every weird thing that happened to me <laughs> at the Philly Connection. Okay, and when you deliver a cheesesteak, like that's kind of one of those things you should eat immediately. Yes, because. The bread, by the time I would deliver these cheesesteaks, like the the moisture had soaked through the <laughs> the paper and it was just like I would I would have to hold the bottom of the bag because it would fall through. It was so disgusting. I'm like, you know what? Get off your lazy butt and go pick up your cheesesteak. Seriously. Eat it in the store. It's disgusting. Now when did you uh when did you become a vegetarian? I was nine when I became a vegetarian. Really? Usually it's a little older, isn't it? Teenage girl goes, okay, I'm going to rebel and not eat meat. Yeah, I was like, I remember somebody handed me a steak, and it was rare, and I cut into it, and I was like, what's all this red stuff? They were like, oh, that's blood. Whether it is or not, that's what they told me. Uh, And I said, okay, I'm done. And I never ate meat again. Really? Yeah. Did your parents think it was just a phase and that you'd get over it and all that? My mother made me eat chicken until I was 11. And then when I was 11, she was like, you will eat chicken. And I was 11. I was like, you can't make me eat anything. And she was like, you know, basically like, you're right. So, I mean, we had battles of will at the dinner table. I would sit there for three hours. I don't care. But I don't have to go anywhere. I'll sit here. Sure. Why not? (laughs) So so did she start making you special stuff or did you just have to suffer? Uh, No, she didn't make anything special. (laughs) (laughs) You were hoping that she made vegetables of some sort during dinner. <laughs> I just remember when I got my driver's license and I was a delivery driver for the Philly Connection, uh, how how much money and time I spent at Taco Bell. Like, Taco <laughs> Bell was the go-to place. And see, now that's funny because I think of Taco Bell, I think of their meat tacos, you know? Bean burritos uh, and seven-layer burritos with the guacamole. Oh, I'm sure it's poison, and I don't, don't go there anymore. But, man, when I was a teenager, $59.79.99, that was the meals. Like, that was how much they cost. I could make $3 last a long time on the 59-cent meal. Uh, the rest of us were at Pizza Hut. You were at Taco Bell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, I'm hungry now. Now I want Taco Bell. What's your uh, fate? Oh, I have a question that actually ties into that first job you had delivering for the Philly. What was it? The Philly connection Um, is what was your first car? Yeah, not very economical. I had an (laughs) F-150. You're the only one, by the way, that had a truck as their first car. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, it was blue and it was so beat up. It was so beat up. Um, it had dents all over it. And yeah, the F-150, I would make 50 cents a delivery. It was what the store paid me. And I think I would spend $8 in gas on every delivery. <laughs> Not great. Not great. <laughs> what was uh, What was the favorite place you have ever traveled? And I know you've traveled a little bit. I have. Well, I never traveled until I got married or met Chad and he traveling is no big deal to him. So he actually took me to um, Rome, Italy, which is where he proposed. And so I think that's that's my favorite trip by and, far. And where did he propose in Rome? What, was it? it was in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you remember? <laughs> you know, at that point, I was kind of drunk. But um, the Piazza Navona in Rome, Italy, a beautiful fountain in a, in a piazza. And it was just spectacular. Um, I, I, I think we did talk about this was that we had... We're, we're, we're living together. I've moved across the country for him. And this guy takes me to Europe. And we go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. You know, we go on a boat ride in the, the Batamouche in France and Paris. We're like, we're touring Paris. We go to Rome. I go to, the, to every site that there is in Rome. And this jerk has not proposed. I mean, I'm waiting. I am waiting. Like every, we go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. I'm like, here it comes. We go on the boat ride. Mid midnight, they light up the Eiffel Tower. It's sprinkling lights. Where boat is right underneath it. I'm like, here it comes. Nope. Uh, we go to the you know where the gladiators have fought, and it was like this private tour. We did. Here it comes. Nope. I swear to you, Glenn, I was losing <laughs> my mind. The last night that we're in Europe. The last night we go to a dinner. It's like no big deal. Just like a cheap dinner. I start crying because I have I am the a-hole who thought she was going to get engaged. Why? Well, I mean, this guy takes me to Europe. And you he probably had told all your girlfriends before you left that you were getting engaged. Oh, they were too. all like, he's going to propose to you. You would have had to come home with your head between your legs. <gasps> it would have been horrible. Yeah. Like, well, I just I probably would have everybody would have told me to break up with him. Like, what a jerk. Who takes you to Rome and doesn't propose? So uh, the last night we're walking back to our hotel and I don't know. We we got lost somehow. Of course, I was lost all the time. I had no clue where I was. And he, I'm, I start crying. And we are making our way towards Piazza Navona. Unbeknownst to me, he's about to propose. And I start crying like the ugly cry. Like, I can't believe it. Did you tell him why you were crying? Oh. Totally. There's there's no way around it. God, I am Chad should have just left you there and run. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I, he's like, I should have proposed on day one. He's like, I ruined your trip to Europe. I just ruined it. <laughs> so what was he thinking? I don't know. He just, I, you know, he, he says he wasn't nervous, but I think it was a little bit of nerves. And I think it was just like trying to find the right moment. And finally, I think he just realized like he past the time and i mean you know i'm crying and stuff. so anyway it was he had it in his pocket the whole entire time are you we sure went. he hadn't bought it like at a jewelry store right beside the pizza place you right ate at? exactly <laughs> when, no, when he, he realized he screwed up hey i'm like you had it in your pocket on top of the eiffel tower and he was like yeah but i heard tom cruise proposed to katie holmes on top of the eiffel tower i was not going to propose you on top of the eiffel tower <laughs> 
Sorry, this is a long answer. That was Let's funny, move though. On. Okay. Well, that was the best I'm answer now. I've gotten yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's your, I'll give you an easy one, okay, for the next one. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. Every single one of my co-hosts. Really? Every single one. Well, what's your favorite color? Except for Wendy, who said it's purple, but that's only because everybody calls her the purple princess, but her real favorite color is blue. You have to wait till later in the show to see <gasps> what mine is. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. All right. Uh, the, your favorite TV show of all time. Oh, this is a tough one because I was such a huge fan. I used to rush home to see Black Beauty when I was a kid, but I don't remember much of it. And I do remember And I've watched all seven seasons four times, okay? Four times I've watched this show from its episode number one till the end. And I've watched the last episode probably 40 times because I love it. Lost. Lost is my favorite TV show. Oh, my God. I was obsessed with it. Obsessed. Huh. I I would not have guessed that. What would you have guessed? I don't know. We've talked. But see, we only ever talk about TV shows that are on now. I didn't know you what, you know, past three years ago. So... I, I don't know what I would have guessed. I know that it wouldn't have been something I ever watched or liked because we have nothing in common with TV. You're like, that show sucks. I've never seen it. <laughs> I never saw an episode, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, so good. Favorite movie of all time? See, you sent this to me, Glenn. You sent me the favorite movie of all time, and I I, I couldn't just name one. So I made a top ten list. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because the favorite movie of all time is it just depends on what's on at the at the given moment. Uh but I, I but right, just let's start at number it, 10 and work our way to 1. Well, they're they're not even oh, numbered not very even numbered. specifically. Okay. I'm just going to go from top to bottom okay. and just let you know what they are because I think you get more of a sense of who I am. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> as if anybody that listens to this show has any doubt no. they they're learning about me just like yes. you are okay so obviously the man from snowy river and return to snowy river topped the list there is nothing i like more than an australian galloping on a buckskin kissing a girl i mean it's just it's awesome if you haven't seen that you must see that man from snowy river and the return to snowy river even though they're totally different and both now as i get older a little ridiculous but they're so good Okay. The rest of the movies, I'll just, uh, I'm going to start with uh, Pride and Prejudice, the Kira Knightley version. I'm a huge Jane Austen fan. Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility, uh, both movies, uh, very, very good. The Sense and Sensibility, they kind of went off the book a little bit, but those two, uh, a horse movie made the list, Seabiscuit with Tobey Maguire. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. I cry like four or five times in the movie every time I watch it. Uh, I'm a huge Hugh Grant uh, British uh, movie fan. So Notting Hill and Love Actually are both on the list. Notting Hill, Love Actually. Uh, Sixth Sense, it's the, the scariest movie I can watch. And I love that movie. We agree I, with that one, by the way. Really? I love that. And that music just sticks in my head to this day. When he's like, let me show you where my dad keeps his gun. I screamed in the theater when he turned around and you could see like his head. Oh, so awful. Um, I love the movie Sleepless in Seattle. The Tom, anything with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. So good. Uh, and then my final one is an Audrey Hepburn movie, Roman Holiday. 
oh, the look she gives the camera at the end of that movie just rocks your world. It was that or, or um, there was a couple movies vying for uh, the, the final spot. But Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn takes it. All right. I think I've seen three of those. So we oh my uh, I actually saw some of them. Um, <laughs> so, you've never seen Sleepless in Seattle? Yes, have I have seen Sleepless Oh, Seattle. finally. Yes, I have seen that one. Yep. Uh, it was a good movie. I'll agree with you on that. Worst trouble you got in growing up. And believe me, everybody has to listen to the other host answers to be enlightened on some of these. You know, I, I, never, I didn't get caught for much. <laughs> but I do remember getting caught sneaking out. I snuck out. And true to form, I had some like older dude pick me up. And I was with a girlfriend. And sh- she and I snuck out of the house. And of all places and all things to do when you sneak out, what did we do? We went to Waffle House. <laughs> so lame. Everybody goes to Waffle House. <laughs> it was, and I think it was like 1030. It wasn't even like it was two in the morning. I didn't even wait till my parents went to sleep. How stupid. I went out the front door at 1030. I probably came home around 1130. Woo, I'm wild and crazy. And I remember walking, I had a really long driveway. And my girlfriend ditched me and like went on to the other Waffle House down the street. And I, so I went home because I was a little nervous. And my dad was hiding behind a tree. Oh, no. Is he a Southern Papa or what? <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I will never forget the sound that his voice, like the chilling, ice cold. This is what he said. He goes, I don't know if you're going to leave this house to even go to college. <laughs> like, I mean, oh my God, I was scared. Oh, and was what was your punishment? You were grounded I was for 10 grounded. years? <laughs> I was grounded, actually. But, you know, my parents, like I said, in those teenage years, they were divorcing and they it was turmoil in my house. But that is the only time I remained grounded for an entire two weeks. You got grounded for going to the Waffle House. <laughs> terrible like i didn't even go to a party my brother got brought home by the police and never got grounded and i get i sneak out and go to waffle house and it's the worst punishment ever well one of the trends that has happened see you get the advantage of being toward the end of me interviewing all the hosts and uh finding out about their lives one of the trend that came up that i was not expecting is how many of them have had to take driving class because of multiple speeding tickets so what kind of driver are you I refuse to answer this question so I don't jinx myself, Glenn. Or have you had to take a driving class because of multiple speeding tickets? I will not answer that question because I don't want to jinx myself. You know, honestly, if if I get a ticket, if I answer this question and I get a ticket, will you pay it? (laughs) No, no, I'm not going to pay it. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm in good shape in that. I'm in good shape. How about your? Uh, I think <laughs> and people I'm superstitious. Have, I, you know, I, I've known you for a long time. We've done 900 shows together, and I don't think I know the answer to the next question. Is what's your favorite musical group? Oh, my favorite band of all time is Coldplay. It, oh, it, it, it changes between sense. you two and Coldplay, but like Chad and I even danced to Coldplay at our wedding. One of our our, our song, yeah. 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 So that love them. Sense. Never been to see them in concert ever. I actually had tickets to go to Coldplay, and it was the day after Thanksgiving here in Phoenix. And Chad was like, we've got to go see my family for Thanksgiving. And we didn't get back in time, and I'm still mad about it. I'm still mad about it. 
<laughs> like the proposing on the te- last 10 minutes of your vacation to... Yes, uh, yes. He, he knows us. <laughs> They're both very sensitive subjects. <laughs> All right, very good. Let's go next. Uh, we're going to... Go into Inside the Actors Studio territory. Everybody's seen that show, I'm sure. James Lipton, uh, who asked the final 10 questions, sort of the rapid-fire round. So I'm going to ask you the same questions that he asks all of his celebrities that join him. What is your favorite word? Amazing. Yes, and we have heard that about a billion times on the show. So, yes. Okay. It's rapid-fire, Glenn. You don't get to make comments. What is your least favorite word? Ugh. I don't even like to say it. I hate the word panties. <laughs> what? Keep that for future reference. What turns you on? <gasps> Turn ons. Sunset on a beach. Oh, my God. I love it. What turns you off? Mean people. Everybody should just be nice. What sound or noise do you love? I got it down to two. I love it when you feed the horses. And there's that moment before you walk out the door in the barn when you listen to all the horses and they're all munching. I love that sound of peace and happy horses eating. And my other favorite is there is nothing that makes me happier than hearing the bell boots slap against the horse's hoof when you're at the dead gallop. Bam! On cross country. Love that noise. What sound or noise do you hate? Trotting down a road and hearing the clank of a loose shoe. <laughs> clip, 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 clank. Clip, 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 clank. Uh, do you hate that because you know it's going to cost you money? Or... Oh, it's just a pain. <laughs> get the trailer. Usually I'd get the trailer. Some sort of injury. Now, this one I tried to guess, and I'm, I'm not sure. What is your favorite curse word? You know, I didn't know what to answer this, and Chad actually told me the curse word that I say all the time. He's like, the, uh, he was, "I would guess the S word." Uh, no, no? <laughs> apparently, and I didn't even know this. He was like, "You know what you say all the time? Balls." <laughs> He's like, "You'll be like, oh balls, like, or I'll kick you in the balls." I don't know why. I don't know. I didn't even realize they say that all the time. He's like, balls. <laughs> What profession other than your own, if it was away from horses, okay, away from horses and radio, we'll put those two together, would you like to attempt? Oh, see, I, I would want to be a veterinarian. Yeah, I can see that. Yep, yeah. I can see that. What profession would you not like to do? I really would not like to be a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that strikes me as so funny. But, um, it's true. You'd it's have to be true. in the short league. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons that I should not be a professional wrestler, Glenn. That's a funny answer. Um, <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say on your arrival to the pearly gates? Oh, I might cry. Um, I would like God to say they have been waiting for you and to turn around and see my dogs, Brett and Morgan and my old horse, Marche, and my, my pet happy and to see Will and, and to see all those animals that have meant so much to me in my life and to have them sitting there waiting on me when I get there. At a heavenly version of flyover farm. Yes. 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 Thank you, Jamie. Oh, thank you. That was that was a lot of fun. Sorry if I if I took too long answering, but it was fun. Coach Jen here, HRN Chaos Control Officer 
and host of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on Horse Radio Network. Longtime Horse Radio Network fans know that I'm a big fan of Wintech saddles. I've been riding in them for about 20 years now. Whether I'm eventing, showing in dressage, or fox hunting, or hitting the trail at an endurance competition, I know my saddle fits my horse and it's going to hold up to the toughest conditions and look great doing it. You may be wondering exactly which saddle do I use for this varied group of disciplines? Well, Wintech makes saddles for every discipline. That's how. I have several. And Wintech doesn't sit on their laurels. 2019 brings even more innovation to the saddle range, so head out to your local tax store and have a sit-in one. Or you can contact your favorite online retailer, arrange a test ride, or check them out online at wintechsaddles.us. Well, I'm sitting here with famed producer Jennifer, Coach Jen, if you will, uh, and we get to ask you all the same questions that all the hosts have been answering, and Glenn's not here, so you get to be totally 100% honest. That's right. It's just you and me. Nobody else just was, you and me. is ever going to hear this. That's right. Nah. Nobody, he'll never know. He'll never know. <laughs> he'll never because know. the first question I'm curious, I, I didn't remember, but do you remember your first date, who and where? I'm thinking this is a horse girl thing because I racked my brains and I do not remember. Are you serious? <laughs> it must it must have been a great time because <laughs> I don't remember at all. Exactly, it must have been really forgettable, and yeah. that's really sad. Someday somebody's gonna walk up to us and be like, "Remember me? I was the guy you first went yeah. out with your first date." And I'll yeah. be like, "Who are you?" Yeah, to turn the tables. <laughs> if if um, someone to at were to ask either of us about. The first time we ever met our first horse or pony, we'd remember that. Oh, my gosh. I can tell you what the temperature was that day. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the very true. Very true. So I guess it just depends. Um, what is the favorite place you've ever traveled? See, that's a hard one. I don't have a favorite, but the most unique. I, I, I put unique in there because it was, a, it was a wonderful spot. We went to Nevada, went to Vegas, and we drove out to Red Rock Canyon. In Nevada. Oh, wow. That was pretty amazing. I, uh, yeah, we had a great time all day. We saw wild burrows wandering around. We got lost and accidentally drove into Area 51. That was pretty exciting. I liked that one. Well, what was it like getting shot at? <laughs> we didn't get shot at, but we were driving along out there in our rental car. And we started you and Glenn? Me and Glenn. And we started seeing these signs, stay away, et cetera, et cetera, and bar barbed wire. And we're just driving slow going, oh, this is really cool because you see it on the TV all the time. And up yeah. on the ridges, you'd see glimpses of um, the, the light reflecting off of binoculars. Oh, geez. Yeah. And at one point, we, we stopped the car and we wanted to take a picture of us in front of the signage. And just about the time we slammed the car doors closed and started walking over to the signage to take this picture. And this was before uh, camera phones. So we had to take them separately. We couldn't take a selfie. Flying up over the, because it's really flat there, just barely a little ridge. We see this cloud of dirt. And obviously it's a motorized vehicle moving very fast. And we expected it to be a trooper of some sort. But no, it was this old broken down uh, van pulling a pop-up camper. And it comes, and it just flew past us off into the distance towards the people with the binoculars. Okay, for those who have seen Breaking Bad, that was what we call a meth van. 
I didn't know if maybe he had dead alien bodies in that pop-up van or... But I'm we didn't go take the meth. pictures. We just got <laughs> back in go our with... car and I tailed it out of there. <laughs> oh, I got to find out what the name of that is. That's hilarious. Yeah, that um, but it was at least beautiful. It is gorgeous out there. Yeah. Speaking of, what is your favorite color? Um, green. In green. all of its variety. Okay. Okay. Uh, your first job? My first job was working for the famous Jane Sleeper. Oh, wow. What did you do for Jane Sleeper? Everything. <laughs> I, I started out as a working student for a couple of summers, and then I went to work for her full-time when I graduated from high school. So I, uh, trial by fire, my first job, yeah. It was, wow. It, yeah, they were, they were, it was not a rated G job experience. How old were you? Six, uh, 16 when I started. Wow. Too young for some of the barn humor, probably. Well, luckily for me, we had a colorful language palette at home. So a uh. lot of it I had heard before. <laughs> so it was words you'd heard before. I, it was words I'd heard before, but never from a female. <gasps> Where did you learn that, Dad? I learned it from watching Jane Sleeper. That's right. <laughs> it was a fantastic working experience. I learned more about myself than I did about writing. No kidding. Yeah, I learned a lot about writing. Don't get me wrong, but I learned a lot about myself. It was an invaluable experience, but I did not learn to appreciate it till much later. Yeah, yeah, and that's the truth. Whenever I look back on stuff, I'm like, I should have appreciated that a little more. All right, what was the first car you ever owned that you took to work at Jane Sleepers? When I worked for Jane Sleeper, I did not have a driver's license. I was late to come to driving. I had to be shuffled around everywhere. But uh, my first car, I was so proud of it, was a 1978 pumpkin orange Jeep Wagoneer. Ooh, that's a hot car. Yeah, it was a guy magnet. <laughs> Get into my pumpkin. Come yes. on. It, oh, it that's was, hot. It was, it was a pumpkin, and I kept hoping it would turn into a Cinderella's carriage, and it never did. No. Never did. Nope, nope. <laughs> and that Shetland pony you own did not turn into an Andalusian either. Never. <laughs> um, let's see. Your favorite TV show of all time? Oh, I suspect people who know me well will know exactly what I'm going to say. Downton Abbey? No, Star Trek. Oh, yeah. now which Star Trek? Are you a oh. next generation? Are you oh. original? Blasphemy! The original series. Oh, blasphemy. Uh, next generation. Hello. <laughs> um, I guess we could argue about that for a while. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite band or musical group of all time? I had to think about that. Uh, so I went to my Spotify list and the person who takes up the most space on my Spotify list is drumroll please. I'm the nerd John Denver, John Denver. Good God. I love this. <laughs> John Denver. That's true. <gasps> Country road, take me home yes, to the place I belong, yeah. West Virginia, yeah. Mountain Mama. Now, Glenn can edit all that out. I had like 19 <laughs> John Denver albums growing up. Oh, my gosh. What is, uh, what, what's the line from Dumb and Dumber? He's like, I thought the Rockies would be a little rockier. Yeah, that John Denver is full of peep. <laughs> <laughs> 
so funny. Um, okay. How did you first meet your spouse? I think we all know this. Well, Glenn likes to tell a certain story. Oh, you've got a better one. No, it's the story. So I'll keep it short because everybody's already heard it before. But what he doesn't usually mention is the only reason I went to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair is it was a rainy day. And I worked at a stable. And the owner was tired and worn out in the middle of show season and said, oh, to hell with it. Take the day off because it was raining. <gasps> so I drove 45 minutes back home to my folks' house from my work. Um, I didn't live with the folks at the time, but I drove back and said, let's go to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. And we ha- I had to go with them because I was pretty damn sure my pumpkin orange Jeep Wagoneer would not make it to nice. the Renaissance Fair. Nice. So it was fate, though, that you, like, the guy gave you the day off. Did you ever tell him that you met your husband because he gave you the day off? She was actually, I think we even invited her to the wedding. No kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had, had a great relationship with, with Barbara. She was my employer at the time. She was a great gal. And uh, yes, because of her. And I actually got the following weekend off to go back to the Renaissance Fair because I told her I met a guy. And she said, oh, heck, go. She's like, get out of here. <laughs> You're out of here. Yep. She had a you need him. <laughs> you need a man. Okay. Yep. Um, favorite movie of all time? This was a hard one. Oh, man. I waffled between two of them. For, I did a top a 10 time. list, Jennifer. I did a top 10 See, list. So top 10. Name them both. Name I, them both. Uh, my, my top movie of all time is The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Gosh, that's a great movie. It doesn't matter what mood you're in. You can be angry. You can be sad. You need. You might need a good cry. You might need some entertainment. It doesn't matter. The Wizard it was of Oz like always fits. Two months ago, I held Lukey through that entire movie and sang all the songs to him in that movie. And Chad was like, how do you know the song? He's never seen The Wizard of Oz. Such what? a guy thing. I know. Guy thing. And, and then my second on my list, uh, just because I so appreciate it for every aspect of its technical prowess, Wally. Really? Yes. I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not like that movie? Fantastic you know, story development. The the animation I, was amazing. The soundtrack see, is fantastic. I saw it on a plane. Oh, well, and see. The only thing I could, like, it was crappy screen and all it did the entire time, Wally. Wally. And I'm like, shut up. This is annoying. So uh, I saw it on a plane. So maybe on a real TV, it, I'd like it better. I think you should give Wally another chance. Wally. Wally. I would never have guessed that. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Now, worst trouble you got in growing up? Um, I don't know if I can do this. I've never told anybody this story. <gasps> this is going to be good. This is an exclusive now, my mom, I'm sure, has told everyone this story because she just thinks it's awesome. But um, most trouble I ever got in growing up. I was, a, I was one of those 4-H kids when I was little, before I dis- discovered Pony Club. And I was, we, there were six of us kids in the family, and we were all in 4-H, and we were all pretty rowdy. And we were those children whenever oh, there were God. 4-H things. Yeah, yeah. We, were the, we were the rampant ones. And the 4-H leaders had this brilliant idea that we would go to the Pennsylvania Farm Show, the largest indoor livestock exposition in the country, and the 4-H kids, the little ones, would do a demo. And I happened to have a little white pony. And my little white pony and I were going to be the Lone Ranger. What was your little white pony's name? The little white pony's name was... It's escaped me. S-O-B most of the time. 
Uh, I had Snowflake, the little See, white pony. You had Snowflake. Uh, what was his name? Um, Stormy. His name was Stormy. Desert Storm. Okay. okay. And before we got him, he was a racing pony. And he was a trotting racing pony. So he was hitched to a sulky to race before we got him. Interesting. Yes. So we're going to take him to a loud, crazy venue and nice. make him go around the outside edge of a dirt arena quickly. Can you see where this is going? Not well. <laughs> well, we get, long story short, we get there. We go in the ring. We do our thing. I was the first one in. Each, each kid had to come in, and each kid was dressed up as some uh, famous fictional horse character. I was, yeah, the Lone Ranger. And I get in there, and my pony's ears prick up, and he takes off like a freaking lightning bolt and leaves me behind after the first three steps and makes his way around the arena to do his two-minute mile. And before he had finished his two-minute mile, I had picked up my little cowboy hat and stomped out of the arena, leaving my pony behind. So you got in trouble for that? Oh, did I? I don't think I was allowed to be on that pony for at least a month. I, my mom was so mad at me. Oh, boy. Storm out of the arena without your pony. I was so utterly embarrassed because I'm a little shy of public displays anyway. Yeah, it was Oof. bad. Oof. Bad. That's bad. bad. Um, now, we're going to move, Jennifer, to the 10 questions. They're rapid-fire questions that James Lipton asked on Inside the Actor's Studio. Are you ready? Okay, I've got an adult beverage. I'm good. Okay. Jennifer, what is your favorite word? Wow. Wow. It can mean wow. anything. Wow. Wow. I'm going to stop wow. impersonating James Lipton now, by the way. Just okay. keep going. Okay. Uh, good one. Uh, what is your least favorite word? Connections. They refer to racehorses and pe the people who are associated with those horses. They call them their connections. I hate that. Interesting. Interesting. What turns you on? Curiosity. What turns you off? Hubris. What What was that? Hubris. Arrogance. Okay. Okay. Mine is people <laughs> that use really big words. Um, so <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Sunrise. That's, that's not a sound or noise. Yes, it is. All the sounds that come with the sun coming up. It's fantastic. What sound or noise do you hate? Anger. Okay. What is your favorite curse word? See, am I allowed to say this? Do we have a beep? Well, st say the start of the letter. It's, it's, the, um, it's the poop word. The S word. The S word, yes. Okay. It's so versatile. It is. It is. You're right. You're right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Now, I'm going to put a caveat on this one. If actual ability is not taken into consideration. No, no, it's not. It's not. No. I would love to be a design engineer. A design engineer. Yeah. What profession would you not like to do? Any elected office. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Good morning. 
See, anticlimactic, eh? Anything else? Nothing? That's it? Good morning. I love sunrise, and for me, heaven is a perpetual sunrise. Oh, that's beautiful. See, that's that's good. It got better. That's good. There you go. I just wanted some explanation. That's good. Well, (laughs) Jennifer, Coach Jen, thank you very much for answering all of these wonderful questions. You did a great job. We have really loved having you on Inside the Actress Studio. I am Jamie Lipton, and I'm signing (laughs) off. It's my honor. <laughs> now open it up to questions from our student body. From oh, the no. audience, yeah, student audience here. <laughs> Not. All right. Well, thanks, Jennifer. See ya. Glenn the Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately, many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the Equisketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. Equisketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad, and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for Equisketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to Equisketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. Equisketch.com. Well, the tables are turned on my good friend, Glenn the Geek, and this week we have something different for you. Uh, in the same vein as inside the actor's studio, um, James Lipton interviews very famous and achieved actors. Is that the word? Accomplished actors. I'm going to ask our good friend, Glenn. Not that I'm series, accomplished at anything, but go a ahead. A series of questions <laughs> that will dig a little bit into the person behind the persona that we all love and laugh at on Stable Scoop. You think you're ready for this, Glenn? I don't know. With you asking the questions, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, you know, I had all those hosts that choose from, by the way, to interview me, and I chose you. And I, then I regretted it when I, I, I know. thought about Why it. I thought, that, that was really dumb. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. So, um, let's see. And these are in no particular order, just whatever strikes me. So, how did you first meet? Now, Coach Jen is a big part of the Horse Radio Network and a very, 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 very special person to you. She is your wife. How did you first meet Jennifer? You know, I've told this story maybe once or twice on the air before, but I met her at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. I was working there as the town crier and flirt. That was my official title. So my job, and this was at the very beginning of the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair when it was not nearly as big as it is now. Now they'll get twenty five to 50,000 people in a weekend. Uh, it is absolutely one of the biggest in the country. Then it was maybe two, 3,000 people in a weekend. And, you know, there were maybe 30 to 50 of us actors that uh, did the show. And I, they, I was the loudest, which is how I got to be town crier. And it's basically true. They yeah. said, well, you're loud. And I said, well, I got a job for you. Here's a bell. So, <laughs> it's a bell. Oh, my God. Gun with a bell. I had a big bell, and I'd ring it and, you know, lead the procession, make way for the queen, all that stuff. 
And then my other job was to stand around at the gate and greet all the pretty girls that came in and kiss their hands and flirt and stuff. Well, I saw Jennifer for the first time. She was at the archery range, and she was wearing these very tight, bright yellow pants. So I saw her butt was the first thing I saw because she was shooting bows and arrows at the time. And I saw her from the back, and I went, ooh, I got to meet her. And that's literally what I saw first. So I'm that shallow, yes. So (laughs) I went up and wanted to see what the front looked like. So I went and said hi to her and everything, and we just we just kind of hit it off. She was a little snarky, but she's still snarky. So oh oh oh, good! I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> she was she was a little snarky and like, who are you? And then I saw her later. She was there with her stepfather and her mother, and okay. I saw them later in the day, you know, in town, and chatted some more. And then I one of my other jobs was in the parking lot on the way out. I had to stand in the dirt and the dust and wave to people as they left. A couple of us had that assignment. So we'd wave to people and, you know, yell things at them and stuff. And I saw her on the way out and she pulled up uh, and she pulled up and said, I'm going to come back and see you next week. And I thought, yeah, right. You know, her dad. So I didn't really think much about it because we really did hear that from girls. You know, that was part of what. Oh, yeah, I bet you did. No, it really did happen. So Mm -hmm. and I didn't think I'd ever see her again. Well, she showed up about almost closing time the next Saturday in costume that she had. And she worked at a full time job in a barn at that point and worked about 100 hours a week. And in the evenings after she was done work at nine o'clock, she sewed a, a Renaissance Fair costume. Out of, out of just material and put it together herself on the sewing machine and wore it to, to the fair to come see me that next weekend. Now, the day was almost over, so I think we went out to maybe a quick dinner or something after she had to go because she had to work early the next morning. And then the next week, she came back again and at the beginning of the day the next week. So that's how I first met her. And then I asked her out, and we went out on our first date. Funny, funny story about our first date. We were just talking about this. Her family was in uh, this week in Florida, and we were talking about this. I don't think they ever had heard this story before. She drove her dad's very old 1960s Jeep. And uh, to the date, we met in Harrisburg, because it was halfway between us. And we went out to a very nice, fancy dinner, French dinner and everything. And we come and we, you know, it, we, it was a very long French dinner. And we come back. It's like midnight because we had worked at the fair all day. We're both pretty tired. I had a hotel room because I didn't want to drive all the way back. It was like an hour and a half from home. And I said goodnight to her. She was going to drive home. And that, that was going to be it for, for whenever I see her again. And uh, so I said goodnight to her outside. I don't think I even kissed her. I think there wasn't even a kiss involved. And I went into the hotel room, and she knew which hotel room I guess I was staying at. And about 10 minutes later, I hear this knock on the door, and it's Jennifer. And I said, at first, it scares the crap out of you because there's a knock on the door at midnight, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's Jennifer. I said, what's wrong? She said, I can't get the lights to work on my Jeep. So like a freaking idiot, I say, oh, let me get my, let me get my, my you know, let me get clothes on. I'll come out and help you get it started. Like a freaking idiot. So I actually do go outside like an idiot. I, I was such an idiot. And, uh, and we determined that we couldn't get our lights working on our Jeep. Why so, were you an idiot, though? Because I should have just said, well, come on in. Spend the night. Oh, What an <laughs> idiot I am. So, oh, no. See, that's romantic. I was you an idiot. I lost thing. all my guy cred right there. Yeah, well, what I, you lost, you might have lost your guy cred, but you got yourself one heck of a woman. <laughs> so I said, so. "Well, what do you want to do? I'll drive you home." So I offered to drive her home an hour and a half the other way, uh, and then you know, there a second idiot thing. 
Yeah, that's kind of idiotic. She <laughs> mentioned about, she said, well, why don't I just stay? I don't want you driving that late. So she stayed. And that was the first time we spent the night together. <laughs> we so. spent the night together. <laughs> Yay! Oh. And then she got violently ill the next day from the French food oh. we ate. I mean, <laughs> violently ill the next day. Oh, so, no. Yes. Oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> she did. It was like food poisoning times 10. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that, that happened was... to me once, too. On a <laughs> After date. You're our like, first oh, that's date, nice. she gets violently ill. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I feel so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Want to kiss me now? <laughs> I did have to drive her home then, actually. And then we found <laughs> out that the lights thing was one switch because this truck had a plow and there was a switch yeah. that you could turn on and off that would control the lights when the plow was hooked up. And all we had to do was flip that switch and she would she would have been able to drive home. That's what we found. <laughs> all right. All right. We got to get on with this okay, list. Sorry. I love this story. See, I could keep picking your brain about this particular story all night long. All right. <clears throat> what? What? is or was your favorite TV show of all time? That's easy. Hands down, MASH. Absolutely love MASH. And part of the reason I like MASH is because my dad would watch it with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love MASH. To this day, I watch MASH reruns. I can watch a MASH rerun a hundred times. Aww. Love that show. MASH runs. Yeah, I used to watch that with my dad, too. I, I never really understood too much of it but until, you know, you got older. But it was a good show. Really yeah. good show. Okay. Um... What's the favorite place that you've ever traveled to? That, that's easy, too. And it's going to sound corny, but it's true. Uh, to Disney World with Jennifer. Because we, we used to go, literally, we liked it so much after the first time we went to Disney World, which was probably, you know, a couple of years into our relationship, mm-hmm. that we went back every year. So we literally went to Disney World every year for like 10 or 12 years in a row. Uh, yeah, so I definitely hate Disney World with Jennifer. Okay. And and we still go by the way all the time. Have season okay. passes. You do. You you guys you it's a your favorite place to go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um what was the first car you ever owned? Do I have to say? Yes, you do. <laughs> Now, my mom and dad made us buy our own cars, so we had to save our pennies from working and everything to buy our own cars, and I ended up with a wonderful AMC, by the way, that was American Motors Company, for those people that don't remember it, because it went out of business about 25 years ago, AMC Gremlin. Oh, God. Yeah, you shouldn't have said (laughs) Um, Dark blue AMC Gremlin. And no, nobody ever... At least it was dark blue and not like pea green. They made those. Yeah, uh, I know. Pea green ones. And yes, it was a horrible car. It was awful. The transmission... I bought a used car dealer. It was a 10-mile drive home, and the transmission literally fell out of the car on my way home. Oh. Literally. Yes. Had to call my dad Uh. to come and get me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see, we're, there, we're, everybody, I think, has call, needed to call their mom or dad to come get them at some point because yes. something fell out of the bottom of their car. Literally, an AMC Gremlin, for those that don't know, look it up. It was one of the, uh, it's it'd been ranked in the top five ugliest cars of all time. Yeah. And if you got hit from behind, you right were Right next dead. to the you Dodge could... Duster or the, yes, or the that's Dart. That's right. The, I don't know which is ugly, the Duster or the Dart. <laughs> and literally, if you got hit from behind, you would die in a fiery explosion. Because the gas tank was back there. So, okay, go ahead. Let's go okay. on from oh, that horrible right, memory. Right. Okay. And this, now this one I really want to know. What was the worst trouble you got into growing up? It may not sound like much, but boy, it, it sticks with me to this day. I, you know, I, I got in some, you know, just minor trouble. I never arrested for anything, but I was pretty much a, one of the good kids. And, 
but my brother and I, my dad had had a hernia operation. And back in those days, you were out of work for like six weeks, right? I mean, it was, yeah. it was major back then. And he needed something to do because he couldn't sit still very well. So we got him one of those great big Ironside ship models. You know, plastic models that you built and you painted. And this one had all the rigging, you know, like thousands of little rigging wires for the sails and all that stuff. And and it, that was the Constellation. It was one of those big ship models. It was like three feet long when he was done. He okay. spent the entire six weeks every day for like eight hours a day putting the ship model together. It was absolutely beautiful. He painted everything. It was beautiful. Put it on uh, top of the one cabinet in the TV room. My brother and I were having a fight one day, my younger brother. We were probably six, eight years old. Now you can guess what happens, right? Mm -hmm. We start throwing things at each other, and one of the pillows ends up hitting the ship model and breaking it. Oh, God. And to this, and my mother hit the roof, and then my dad got home, and he was just, you know, he didn't yell and scream. He was not a, but you could see the just total dejection on his face. Oh. And I remember that to this day. That has stuck with me. It's one of the things I remember as a kid. And I don't remember a lot because my Lyme disease took a lot of that away, but I remember that. Oh. Yeah. You heal. <laughs> I know. You wish now I had said I got arrested for like something stupid. <laughs> All right. Another question for you. What is your favorite color? Maroon. I love maroon. Maroon? Yeah, I like maroon. I don't like red so much. I don't like pink. I like maroon. Dark no, maroon. Would you wear like a maroon shirt? Yes, I like maroon. I own maroon shirts. Would you wear maroon pants? How much do you like? Depends maroon? which disco I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So for all intents and purposes, that's a yes. It's just where you are. So yes, Glenn the Geek wears maroon pants. That's all anybody needs to know out of this conversation. <laughs> if it wasn't so dark, I would paint my office or the studio here maroon, but it's kind of dark. So. Um, all right. Yeah. Maroon. Yep. What was the first job you ever had? I worked as a dishwasher at Zinn's Diner in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, right along the turnpike. Anybody that's driving through there at midnight knows Zinn's Diner because it was open 24 hours and it was a place you went. <laughs> um, and I worked as a dishwasher there for two years, and then I worked for two years as a short order cook. The, the, and it was the 11 to 7 overnight shift. So, And that was always busy. Zinn's Diner had a buses, and they used to come in. We had lines at 3 in the morning. Uh, you know, they were mostly drunk, but they were there. And, <laughs> and uh, so there would be times at three in the morning, I would literally have 40 to 50 overlight eggs on the grill at the same time. Uh, we had one grill that was eight foot long dedicated to just pancakes. And there was, oh, yum. There was one guy that would make pancakes and that entire eight foot long grill would be filled with pancakes. And that was an entire job for an eight hour shift was making pancakes. Oh, that's almost as good as making donuts. <laughs> wow. That was a busy place. Yeah. And how long did you last there? I worked there for a total of four years. That's, that's a long time. How old were you? I was, it was all through high school. And then a year after high school or like six months after high school, I worked there too. That's a long time. You must've enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I, did. I actually did like doing that. That was, I was high stress because we were all, I mean, you never had downtime. Yeah, yeah. Most restaurants, you know, cooks get some downtime here and there, but you never had it at Zinsteiner. It's not there anymore. Zinsteiner's gone. Oh, 
what kind of gone? Did it burn down? Did it close? It what, just did it closed. I don't know. The family, you know, Zins, they were run by Zins for, for 50 years. At, uh, you know, the son took over when I was there, became the general manager, and he was a total jerk, and I just knew it was going to go there, mm-hmm. and it did. You know, eventually he, he ran it into the ground. <laughs> but <clears throat> Zins Diner, everybody that know, will know that, that's, that's been that part of the turnpike. You've all eaten there. <laughs> Okay, who is your favorite musical group? Trans- I know this one. I, do you know it? I knew you were going to say it. That was it. I was going to say it. Yeah. TSO, Trans Siberian Orchestra by Hands Down. Yep. Trans- and you and Jennifer go to see that whenever you possibly can. Yes, we do. We see it almost every Christmas. Yep. Trans Siberian Orchestra. Trans- and that ain't the- your mama's orchestra, people. No, no, it's not. It's cool. I would totally say it's hip. It's 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 not geeky. It's heavy metal is what it is. Really. It really is. It's so geeky. It's not geeky. It's cool. Love it. Okay, TSO. And what? Um, what's your favorite movie of all time? Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh God, Glenn. <laughs> I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. We watch it every single year. I still ha- I, I have it. Yeah, we watch it every year. Yeah, oh, goodness. Right. <laughs> and I just admitted that out loud. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> well, right. man cred I didn't lose earlier, I have now lost totally. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now we, we get on to the, the speed round. And these okay. are the 10 questions that James Lipton asks every actor on Inside the Actor Studio. So here we go. What is your favorite word? Entrepreneur. Just, what is your, what is your least favorite word? Uh, the swear word that starts with MF. Oh, that's your least favorite word? Yeah, I don't like that word. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I don't like that word. What turns you on? <sighs> it's going to sound corny, but spending non-working time with my wife. Aww. You know, we've been married. And that's just not a cliche either. I really it's do. It's not. No. I, can t- I can vouch for do that. Do you know, I had, when we had one of the coolest things happen this week. I told you that family was in, Jennifer's family was in, a, a good. there were like eight of them, and including some of our nieces that are in their 20s. And we were down visiting them at the beach. They stay at the beach. And, you know, I just, we, we were spending the day. It was raining outside. We were in their, their condo-like room. And at one point, I guess, I hugged Jennifer and gave her a kiss in the kitchen. You know, uh, we just got done playing cards or whatever. And one of the nieces said to me later, she said, that was the coolest thing is that you two, after all this time, still do that. Oh, I thought that that was kind of special. I thought, yeah, love. See, that was my favorite word. It was. Yes, it was. Okay. Um, what turns turns me on? What turns you off? The feel of wool. I hate wool. I cannot wear wool. I cannot touch wool. When Jennifer we, we wears wool, we do not hug or touch. <laughs> no kissing or hugging. I can't stand to touch wool. It's all scratchy. Ugh, can't stand okay. it. Um, what, what sound or noise do you love? Horses eating at night, feeding just in the barn, just before you turn the lights out. You're all done for the day. The horses are all in eating. It's very quiet. You know you're done for the day, and you finally get to get to go in the house. I love that sound. And everybody's happy, and everybody's eating. That's a really nice sound. I like that. I like that. Um, on the contrary, what was what is a sound or noise that you hate? I'm going to sound like an old fogey here. Rap music from a car from two blocks away. Okay. That yeah, you thumping. do kind of sound. You do kind of sound like I can't an old stand fogey. That thumping. 
Right. Just the kind that makes your chest go. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got to think of the person who's sitting in the car. I know. How do they (laughs) have any hearing left? (laughs) Or irreversible liver damage or something. I don't know. Like that's got to get more than just your ears. I think right now is a good time to go into the hearing aid business because in about another 10 years, when these people have listened to rap for 10 years, you're going to be very busy. Ten years. Rap's been around for like thirty, baby. I know. I don't know you're where you been? Hearing aid people must be doing a bang up job. <laughs> well, what? Are they, hey, what about you know Pete Townsend and all those other old time British rockers who stood in front of huge amps or on TSO stage for that years. matter? <laughs> Talk about yeah, or TSO. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> all right. What is your favorite curse word? Damn it. Yeah, that is. I do. I say it all the time. If it's not, it's the S word. But I've said the S word a couple times on the shows, but damn, it's my favorite. Yeah, that one works. You you use it very well in context. And it's a light, it probably goes in the category of light curse word, but I do say it a lot. Well, it's just like, see, again, curses are like candy. There's like M&Ms and then there's big fat chocolate bars, (laughs) you know. Pop a couple of M and M's and you're good. Yeah. But you sit down with like a big butcher knife and that like that chunk of like really good chocolate like comes in you know like mountains. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, that's that's more like the MF word. Okay, what profession other than your current profession would you like to attempt? It's on my bucket list. I want to be the guy that drives the carriage at Disney World. Oh, you would be so good at that. You know how they have the horse comes down Main Street with the big, big, uh, big wagon there? Why don't you do that? that. I want to because it pays about $5 an hour. So So what? You could do it like when you're, you know, retired. When I'm old. Yeah, that's right. When I'm old, that's what I want to do. I want to be the guy who drives the carriage. Is the guy who drives the carriage now, is he old? No, he's not old. No, then that's the other thing. It's kind of hard to get the job because there's like two of them. So <laughs> I know. I know. It's probably some kind of like a legacy thing, too. Or, you know? you know, the next best thing would be to go to Mackinac Island and be one of the carriage people at Mackinac Island. I thought cool. about that, but that, you know. That'd be yeah. cool. Why don't you just go to like. Or Williamsburg. You know, one of those places. Williamsburg. Yeah. See, now that would be perfect for me because the temperature is mild and it's near the ocean and it's historic and there's carriages there. Yeah, it has everything I like. So they- and it's close to hunt country. Let's right, go there. Into- Let's all move to Williamsburg. <laughs> Let's go to Williamsburg. The Horse Radio Network moves to Williamsburg, Williamsburg. Virginia. <laughs> okay. Um, what profession would you not like to do? I don't want to be a Sherpa on Mount Everest. <laughs> As if. It's just like too much exercise and crap. <laughs> too much exercise? You mean too much risk of Cold. death? Yeah, risk of death. Actual work. No, I don't want that. Well, of course you wouldn't want... I'm not letting you get away with that one. Give me something else. A profession that it, that you could do, but you would not like to. I, you know, I think about it every time the garbage man comes. Uh, I could not be a garbage man. Uh, how do they... Sm- all that smells. I know. Oh, oh, I don't know. God do bless sense- everybody who does it, because I don't know how you do it. Do you have a sensitive sense of smell? Like does Yes, it- I have a very good sniffer, and I, I just couldn't do it. Speaking of which, i got to put the garbage out tonight. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Now, last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <sighs> Welcome, geeks this way to the game room. <laughs> geeks this way to, to the, really? <laughs> to the game room. <laughs> I could sit there and play video games for the rest of my time. Oh, okay. 
You are. You are. You are. Glenn McGee.